Behind the Herald Headlines with Darren Mann. It is Behind the Herald Headlines with Darren Mann for today. And one of the lead stories on heraldlive.co.za at the moment asks the question, so is the drought over yet? The man best placed to answer that question, our weather guru, regular contributor to the podcast, Garth Sampson from the South African Weather Service. Garth, thanks for your time. Is the drought over? Well, it depends on which way you look at it. Uh, Meteorologically, most definitely. Uh, Hydrologically, um, it is that those dams are filling up nicely. And that's a decision that Department of Water Affairs is going to make. And looking at the rate that the dams are filling, I am almost sure that they're going to make a positive decision in that regard. So as far as meteorological drought goes, it's done and dusted. It lasted for how long? Seven, eight years, or was it longer? Eight years. Wow. Hydrological drought versus meteorological drought, what are the differences? Well, uh, uh, meteorological drought is the percentage of norm, whereas a hydrological drought is the amount of available water. And remember, uh, in the future, hydrological droughts will get worse as population goes. If we had this amount of water 20, 30 years ago, the uh, hydrological drought most definitely would have been broken. But they've got to look at the amount of water that there is and the the final demand on the water. And um, one might think they're going to make a tough decision because we're moving into a dry period now. And I can tell you one thing, they might or might not uh, uh, lift restrictions. But had this happened, say, March next year, with the winter rainfall coming, they would have considered it much more favorably. But looking at the Coca Dam, that's fast approaching 80%, and there's predictions that it might be 90%, with a Churchill that is predicted to overtop by the weekend, that looks promising. The important went from, let's put it uh, a month or so ago, from 0 to 20%. And uh, that should put our levels up well into the 60s. Unfortunately, it's got to pass that 65% mark for total capacity before the uh, Department of Water Affairs will take any consideration into lifting uh, restrictions. My take on the matter is we should never lift restrictions, even if we're 110%, uh, because what is a scarce thing? We've got to try and flatten the curve at all times. So when we've got this abundance, we must be frugal still in abundant times that those uh, troughs um, don't get hit as quickly and they don't get as deep. We don't want to go back into a situation we've been like for the last three, four years. Getting back to the dams, you mentioned the Mpofu Dam, gone from zero to around 20%. Now, that is the biggest of the dams in our catchment area for Nelson Mandela Bay, correct? That and Coca, more or less the same. Why is that one particularly low? Less rain in that area or is it further downstream? What's affecting that one? Okay. Well, firstly, the Coca uh, Dam uh, has its own uh, catchment, and it is a massive catchment running from virtually Uniondale all the way through to um, Potenzi and up north to the upper reaches of the Bavians. Whereas the Churchill Dam, 
basically runs from just before Ubertina uh, to just other side, Kareda, um, between Kareda and Ubertsdorp. That is the catchment for the Churchill Dam. Now, the Churchill Dam basically has to overflow before any water really goes in to the um, in Porfort Dam. That is partially true only. The Porfort Dam's one tributary has got a catchment area, but the catchment area is not as big as anywhere near the Bavi Arms Coca catchment area. Now, Garth, we've all seen the photos, the videos on social media, swollen rivers, water-sodden felt. Give us an idea of how much rain has actually fallen in the catchment areas for Nelson Mandela Bay during the course of the past week or so. What numbers are we talking? Well, you know, I've always uh, said the magic word. It's got to um, rain at least uh, 50 millimetres in 24 hours for there to be a marked difference. Places like Ubertina had over 100 bolts in 24 hours. Basically, the weekend yielded 150 moles plus. And that is why I'm quite confident, looking at pictures, that the rivers are still swollen and it's a day later. That those dam levels are going to be quite a bit of a shocker already because I couldn't believe it when they said it's risen 10% in one day. Looking at the forecasts, you mentioned we might be entering a dry period. What did the forecasts show us for the next couple of months? Well, the seasonal forecast shows us, well, traditionally we had a dry period in the summer months, and the seasonal forecast has maintained that. When do you expect a decision from uh, the authorities regarding water restrictions? Is it likely to come soon, or will they still give it a few days and allow more water to flow into the, into the system? Uh, uh, as far as I'm concerned, I think they will not make a decision before next week, before they can see how much water has in fact uh, reached the, the dams. Because remember, there's lots of little cliffs and up in the mountains, which we don't have rainfall figures. And, and remember, the catchment is massive. This water is going to run for at least another week. Your advice to consumers reading between the lines is despite the fact that we've had these significant rains, heavy rains in some areas, we should still be considering keeping water restrictions in place and uh, using water sparingly, Garth. Yes, you see, Cape Town got a shocker at that time. Uh, Just, I can't remember the figures out of my head, but they get allocated roughly about 520 megalitres a day. They are, in fact, only using between 450 and 480. So they're using less than they allocated, and the water's running down the streets, etc. We, on the other hand, were asked to use about 230, and at some stages used up to 320. So we've got to try and get into that culture of constantly saving water because the population's not going to decrease, and... um, the uh, water reserves are not going to increase. And Darren Mann is still going to say that uh, Gold Samson says it's uh, never going to rain enough in the catchment areas. <laughs> Ironically, Garth, though, as we do get these heavy rains, uh, we had water outages as a result of the storm causing widespread disruption of ele- electrical infrastructure 
and that triggered water outages, ironically, across the metro. Yes, that is that is that is why I always preach about being self-sufficient. One of the first things that goes in a, in a flood is uh, the water lines and the electricity lines. And we think back to 1981, 1968, and even 2006, uh, the Finstardens and uh, Maitland water lines, they were damaged and we were out water for a long time. Uh, just uh, closer to a bit further away, Tongot was uh, without water for three and a half months. Were there were water lines that were uh, seriously damaged in, uh, I think it was last year's floods. So that's, that's one thing. One must have a water tank just to get you through for a month after something like this happens because that's the first thing that goes. Well, as it turns out, heavy rains have brought big gains, but the metro, as we speak, not out of the woods. We appreciate you joining us on Behind the Herald Headlines today. Our weather guru, Mr. Garth, there finally has been rain in the catchment areas. Samson, have a good day, Garth. Thank you, Darren. <laughs> that was today's edition of Behind the Herald Headlines with Darren Mann.